Good morning. It's June 28th. It's a sunny morning so far in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Today, since school is out, we have a special guest on the show. Dominic Skokoho is here. Hi, people. And he has taken a look at today's newspaper and is ready to talk about current events. First, I wanted to look at a story on page A17 of today's New York Times. Classrooms in New York will require breath work. The story says that Mayor Eric Adams announced on Tuesday that all public schools would have to offer two to five minutes of mindful breathing work each day. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that as a New York public school student? Um, I think it's kind of weird. I mean, sometimes people already do that. Like, I've had situations where my teacher would just, like, play some relaxing meditation, one-minute breathing exercise for us to do in the middle of class. So I don't I don't know how to feel about that. But it's like a requirement every day? I mean, I feel like it would help. Just it's like the way that people are... My school isn't very good at um, paying attention for long periods of time uh, at a certain subject that they're supposed to do every single day that requires deep thinking and having to sort of just calm down from the regular frolic of everyday work. And so I feel like they'll have a little bit of trouble just, like, doing stuff like that. Do you guys do the Pledge of Allegiance? No. You don't? No. Is there anything they make you guys do every day? Other than sit around in a chair? I mean, like, yeah. Other than sit in a chair. Sit in a chair is just base, that's baseline school activity. Okay. Um, but you don't do the Pledge of Allegiance. You don't no. do... So this this two to five minutes of of focused breathing is going to be, like, nothing that you guys do at present. Well... We kind of do it because, like, for some reason, my math teacher is always like, okay, guys, before we start the lesson, we're going to have mindful breathing, but no one really actually does it, so it's kind of weird. And nobody's like, oh, oh, great, it's time for our meditative breathing, and no one really takes it too seriously. Wait, so what happens when it's time to do mindful breathing in math class? She goes on YouTube, and then she, like, looks up these meditative minutes relaxation or whatever minute breathing what do you guys mindful do minute. instead of breathing nothing we just like sit around for the mindful minute that she has playing on the board and then like just like play amongst ourselves and bite our time differently than what the video is actually telling us to do and she's like fine with it because like of course is uh, nobody's able to focus so like what are you gonna do really so they can't focus on the focusing exercise? No. Okay. And that's the mayor's new plan? Yeah. Okay. All right. Besides that, what stories are interesting in the paper today? Well, I was looking at this one that's like ranking in anim animators best, where there's like this person, Maya Phillips, talking about Gendy Tardakovsky. Maker of Samurai Jack. Yes, maker of Samurai Jack and the Clone Wars and Primal. And like, So it's... I love Samurai Jack and the Clone Wars. Like, those are some of my favorite series. Like, as a younger kid growing up, the animation quality of those are really good. So I feel like I want to know what this person is saying about these films or these TV shows. Okay, well, let's look at the rankings. All right, so here they are on page C2. Um, are they ranked? It just is like a layout of six shows. Is it necessarily Seven. saying? Um, I... Don't think so. I think it's just saying them in like 
Hmm. Well, it's 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 weird. Um, it doesn't say that it's necessarily ranking it, but they are not necessarily quite in chronological war the time that they were um, made in because it says that Dexter's Laboratory was 1996 to 2003, and then the Clone Wars was 2003 to 2005, and then Primal was 2019, and then after that is Samurai Jack, which is 2001 to 4 in 2017. Does that mean they're ranking Samurai Jack fourth? Maybe. Do you buy that? Not really. I mean, because I feel like but I haven't seen the rest of them. Like, I've only seen Clone Wars, so I'm kind of really, which, like, um, really kind of biased and so is the Clone Wars and also Samurai Jack, because maybe those are the only two that I've seen, but I feel like it's also maybe saying that the production quality of his work has decreased the further on. Because if they are ranking it, then it's like some of the later shows, like Dexter's Laboratory and Star Wars The Clone Wars, and then Primal, which is 2019 to present, right? But then at the end, it's like Unicorn Warriors Eternal 2023. So maybe they're trying to state that his quality of animation has gotten worse as he's made more stuff. Well, it's saying here that, it, first of all, it hasn't been renewed for another season. And it says yeah. it has neither the sophistication of Samurai Jack nor the fine-tuned action of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. So which of these are we going to be watching? Um, well, definitely Dexter's Laboratory and maybe Primal. Okay. And I also want to see what they're talking about when they're saying that Unicorn Warriors Eternal is, like, not as good as either Samurai Jack or the Clone Wars. Okay. So we have to test that proposition yes, by watching it. Uh-huh. Because it's at the bottom of the rankings. That's even more of yes. a reason to watch it. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, that's the Tartakovsky rankings. Now, what else? We have the story on page A4 in the international section. Indigenous guardsmen become Columbia's unexpected heroes. Yep. So what about this one? Did you know about the missing children in the Colombian rainforest or I, not? I think I did. Um, just from like some other banter or something. But I had heard of it before. However, I didn't know all the details. So what did you learn from this piece that you hadn't known? Well, the the people who rescued them were part of an indigenous group who then allied with like military of the of the of the um Colombian Colombian military help these children and also that the the prime minister is like now using this to say that this is a new age for Colombia or whatever. Okay. What was interesting here? I don't know how the how the children survived so long. Right. Which is the thing they still don't have that yeah. much information about. Right. They don't know how the children survived. And then also the fact that these indigenous people have been this indigenous guard has also been harassed by like different guerrilla groups, um, and also other combative groups of military or whatnot and oil companies and oil. but they they found the children right after uh making a bargain with a tortoise that they found yeah i thought the story was going to forget about the, the tortoise where he says if you give me the children i will let you go if you don't give me the children i will eat you mm. but at the end of the story they remembered and right the tortoise was set free by the searchers after the children had been found right okay kind of interesting about that but um also like this person had already been, like, part of Mr. Ordonez, was already part of, like, military, like a military group. Right, he's a former was... member of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. Right. And now he's working for this semi-governmental indigenous protection group. Right. All right, anything else? Uh, or are we done? Hmm, the age of the children was also extremely interesting to me. One of them was, it was 13, and then... 
another one was nine, there's a one-year-old, and then a five-year-old. I feel like that's, I mean, I kind of get that, like, maybe they survived because the 13-year-old was, like, had enough ability to survive by themselves because they were older and more mature, I guess. But I feel like it would be hard to keep together a group of three children who are, like, not really super... I was not... I'd probably not be responsible enough. Well, maybe I would be. Would I? At age five? Age nine. At nine? At age nine, maybe. I mean, not to survive in the jungle. Yeah, not to survive in the jungle. And then also, like, age five and age one. Like, it's kind of amazing how they just were able to keep track of a five-year-old and a one-year-old in the middle of a jungle after a plane crash not that killed both of their parents right the the one-year-old probably wasn't pulling its weight no right anyway how old are you now 11 right so okay all right well that's the news that's the news thank you for listening please subscribe to indignity to keep us going and we will talk again tomorrow